hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Apologue Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. It's a great day to be here. It's cold as F outside right now. I don't know why I'm complaining, because it is February, and it's supposed to be cold, but it's really cold. This episode is brought to you by FetchClass.com. FetchClass.com is a teaching and learning system where you can teach and be taught in a one-on-one conference. It's safer and better than Skype. It's more secure. The video and audio connection is much better. And you can have a nice little teaching session. It's not just for classes. If you want to be anything, if you want to teach people how to make knots, or if you want to teach people how to bake cookies, fetchclass.com is a place to go to. It's not just going to be for music anymore. I'm going to start changing it up. It's because the music part of it, and what I've realized, and take this for the spirit and of its, in, of its intention, but musicians are flakes. And I'm one of them, so I can talk about it. You know, it's like one of those people talking about their own culture, like how they can be. That's me right now. Some of you musicians don't understand that this is helping people. This is helping you, and it's helping other people. They have their system. It's great. Go forth and have fun with it. But fetchclass.com, everybody, it's awesome. It's fun. Uh, There's some good teachers on there. InsideRecorders.com is a place to go get your song or record mixed. Check out the store and the rates. If you want to if you want to have a song mixed and have it sound better than you might be able to give it, then send it that way. Contact. Check it out for more more details. Affiliate programs are as follows. First of all, I'm not going to mention all there's three of them. So what you what you need to do is go to the apolog.ca homepage and you'll see banners on the right side. And Musician's Friend is a place where you can go and get good deals for music stuff. Musician's Friend. It's not just the dude with the van. I think they should put that in their tagline. It's not just the dude with the van. Amazon.com.ca and .co.uk is a place to go shopping on Amazon. If you click on those banners and bookmark the banners, and every time you shop on Amazon, go to those bookmarks, you'll be supporting the show. Also, banggood.com banggood.com is a chinese amazon that has absolute insanity crazy stuff if you're into rc remote controlled drones cars stuff like that resistors if you want to if you want to get anything and you can't and you're not in a hurry because amazon's like we'll take it here the next day it'll show up at your front door we can even have a drone fly it in Banggood's not like that. Banggood, you got to wait like four or five weeks, maybe even six before you get what you want. But here's the deal. Here's the deal that I got. I went and bought a 3D printer. These things normally cost about fifteen to $1,600 for the low grade one. I bought one for 500 bucks, right? Check it out. Banggood.com. Same thing. Click on the Banggood banner, bookmark it, help the show out. While you're on the Apolog site, go to the shop and pre-order my new acoustic album that's supposed to be coming out this year. You can buy a shirt. And if you're in the Durham region of Canada, Ontario, I'll just drop it off to your house, okay? There you go. If you want to help the show out, you can pledge to the show on patreon.com slash You can pledge as little or as much as you want. You can cancel any time. And what this menial little bit amount, you can pledge a dollar a month, you know, and get, get 52 episodes of this show for nothing. But you get it for nothing anyways. It's like when they put that tip jar thing out at the coffee store, and you kind of think, well, maybe should I? But then you go, well, wait a minute. Am I buying into this? Should I? I don't know. That's a conversation that I don't think we should be having during the spots. Patreon.com slash My current patrons right now 
are Michael Pitts and Curtis Pippin. And they both sound like hobbits. Those names sound like hobbits to me. <laughs> if, if you like the show, I'm laughing at myself. I'm hilarious. If you like the show, go to facebook.com slash Pod and like the show there. Check out whatever we got going on there. You can see every week there's a new thing that comes out and you can tell what's happening with the show. It's a great place to communicate. Go to twitter.com and I haven't made my Apolog Twitter account yet, but at SimonHead666 is my Twitter. And last but not least, this is important. If you go to iTunes, click on the subscribe and click on the rate and review. And I'm seeing that there's some people really giving me some really good good notice but here's here's a fun thing to play why don't you just give it five stars and say the code word apologue just write apologue in and the first one that types in the word i love the apologue podcast will get my entire discography for free for free i'll send it to you in the mail you know, i don't know how we're going to do it. we'll figure it out how about that i'm bribing you okay everybody we've got a great show for you today this has gone on way too long. Roger Skinnera is, 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 I can't even describe the guy. He's been all over this world. He originally comes from Malta, which is this tiny little island in the Mediterranean Sea. And he's, a gra- he's been a graphic designer. He was an architect. And now he's a flamenco guitar player. He is living the dream that a lot of people wish they could. He has a, a place in the wine areas of Ontario, where he plays shows in wineries. This sounds like the dream, right? It sounds like a movie to me. And we talk a little bit about where Roger came from, how he stayed here, where he's been, and how he managed to become one of the top flamenco guitar players in the country, if maybe not the world. So ladies and gentlemen, let me bring you in with just a bit of the mood, grab a glass of wine, and listen to this. By Roger Scanora.
awesome, right? Okay, now let's get into the conversation with Roger Skinura. Enjoy, everybody. We are rolling now. Now for real. You see, I got the mic in my hand. It's yes. I'm serious. Now we get down to our stop messing around. I'll be serious now. <laughs> Roger, we go back, what, almost 10 years now, don't we? I lost track of time, but yeah, yeah. I, maybe even longer than that. We met at York. First year at York was my was nine and a half years ago. So it would oh, have been 10 years sure. coming yeah. up. Yeah. So we're going on at that amount of many years, which is a pretty long time. Yes, by today's standards. Like, I've been at York for uh, 15 years. Right. And the beginning we used to have our concerts in the uh, cafeteria and then yes they build a beautiful recital hall and winners hall I mean, winners yeah. uh winners right winters yeah, yeah. winters yeah and the, the the actual that cafeteria is behind the absinthe is that the place we're talking yes about? yeah okay yes yeah. i know that i've I walked by that place a few times but there's yeah. also that hall uh daiquiri daiquiri did yeah stuff there too yeah yeah that was a neat place because that was an old 70s design place that was supposed to they actually designed that building so they could fake reverb Cool. So they put a bunch of speakers throughout the place on yeah, delay. Yeah, the wood in the background. Yeah, and they yeah. could basically create little delays and make their own yeah. reverb. It was there. good for me, but it doesn't compare to uh, the hall where you were. You no, know, yeah, no, yeah, the recital yeah, hall, yeah, the uh, yeah. tribute communities yeah. recital hall. Ivan Vican. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It has, anyway, whatever. Yeah. So yes, nine years, I guess. Yeah, ten, you yeah. and you've been teaching at York for fifteen years. Yes. Yeah. I must have, you must have seen a lot of change. Yes, not all of it great. Of course. <laughs> um, uh, when I started there, it was actually quite amazing because um, uh, Michael Coughlin mm -hmm. was in charge and he had quite a vision for the school. You know, world music was just starting then. So the day I started, I met Quasi Dunio there, you know, and a few other people who were like, this guy hired me, you know, we're going to teach here, you know, Quasi Dunio didn't even bring his drums. His drums were on the airport runway. <laughs> I remember that my first day there because they, they had spores in them. They would not land them into the country <laughs> and whatever. Infected. So, but it was great. You know, we thought we were part of the English department at Winters. We didn't really? have actual studios. Oh, so you had to sort of bunk in with the, uh, yeah, the classroom well, stuff, right? Yeah. Gosh. So, yeah. It it's was, insane. but I liked that. It was like the, the the Wild West. Anything would go, and any yeah. idea you had, you know, he was Coughlin was open to. So I, I loved it. Mm -hmm. You know, I loved it. You know, well, I, th I think we I've gone through this conversation before with so was was with um, Mike Caddo, and we talked about the change in the um, the industry of universities. Mm -hmm. How all of a sudden now there needs to be a result. Yeah. And in the olden days, it used to be go there and learn how to learn. Now. You, we need results. We need we need a dollar bill associated it's, with that's we need one side. The university itself is very uh, financially driven, and then the parents. You know, um, right. when I started, you know, it's like uh, Jimmy did is not doing well. What should he be doing? Should he be practicing? You know, whatever. You know, mm -hmm. now it's like, what are you doing wrong? Why isn't Jimmy doing well? This yeah. is the big change I find for myself. It's like if the kid does not do the work, you know, they're so. You know? Yeah, yeah. I hate to say that, but that's the, a big difference in, in the way I teach now. That the parents come and insist that you know we pass them. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about buying the grade. You know, I paid for class. Why haven't I gotten an A? I've had that. That's right. And the other thing about, I guess, a university course, say for flamenco guitar, mm-hmm. is that it would be considered a non-majors. Right. Course. When it, but it's changed now. Yeah. You know, now it's changed. You know, at first, it, again, it was very much like the Wild West. You know, so my first eight students were all jazz guitar majors. Mm-hmm. You know, that could just take. Piece of a well music course, uh, it got so popular, you know, mm-hmm. that um, after two years, I had like forty students, and I didn't want to teach that many, oh. you know. And I was also teaching classical guitar at the time, you know, and I right. didn't want to teach that. Um, so, but now it's changed that the curriculum is actually like classical. I hand in a curriculum. I don't just teach them, but I feel like teaching. Um, I. I Level 1,000 has to learn specifically certain things, et cetera, et cetera, you know. So it's treated very much like classical music. Yeah. I like it, and I don't like it. Yeah, as you're dealing with a curriculum, you're dealing with a standardized form of teaching. You're dealing with, okay, so now anybody could come and do this part of the curriculum for you. Yeah. I understand your point that if you like to change the curriculum enough to make people learn faster in certain areas, some people are better at doing certain things. Oh. So, exactly. kind of... so I can't seem to communicate that to them that I get certain students that at the first year can play level 4,000 stuff already, you know, right? you know, they're that good. And some people at level 4,000 cannot still play level 1,000. You know, I should be able yeah. to tailor it and customize. They're That's why just... some people fail and some people don't. <laughs> yeah. Are we allowed to fail people? That's another story. Oh, <laughs> yeah. gosh. I, well, yeah. you know, it's, school is funky yeah. that way, right? Yes. Like, especially if you're dealing with a course, say, if you're a psychology major, and if you don't pass this flamenco course, it could possibly ruin your yes. diploma. Yeah. But at the same time, you should be taking an equal amount of excitement and enthusiasm in your courses. That is a great um, example. You know, I get a lot of Schulich business students. Yeah. I love teaching them. They come with an attitude. They their music goes in a binder. They practice. They mm-hmm. have. They know how to time manage. You know, the music. Sometimes students are more talented, but they cannot budget the time. Budget time yeah. You know, and then they they're also saddled with courses they don't want to take. Some of them don't want to take music of popular cultures. You know, they don't. Oh yeah. You know, they don't want to take acting. They don't want. Right. <laughs> they have to take all these other things, even. Counterpoint and harmony is taught at a very difficult level and degree. A lot of them don't want to learn it or don't want to learn to that degree of difficulty. And yeah. that's really what brings their grade down. Yeah, and that's a shame for you because flamenco mm-hmm. is such a free and uh, open Ex- interpretation. Exactly. You, you know, know, like uh, um, one of the persons doing the jury last year, um, he says they have to hand in the music, the sheet music. I said, there is no sheet music. Yeah. I said, uh, we improvise a lot. And he says to me, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You figure yeah. they would, right? Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, and this guy was a classical violinist. So I said, yeah. you know. Well, uh, I can see And that. I have learned this. Page 64 to 68 and Vivaldi's Four Seasons says yeah. improvise. They are blank. So yeah. look that up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, I took classical piano up to the grade mm. eight level, but I couldn't. I learned sort of a rock and roll and bass guitar and mm-hmm. a little bit of guitar, but had I not learned that part of it, I wouldn't know what improvision means. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm told what to read on a piece of paper and the interpretation level is, is narrowed yes. because you said pay at this speed, this level of, you know, and my loudness. favorite part with feeling, it's like, do you need to be told that? <laughs> <laughs> it says, it sounds better in Italian. Though, when you say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like me and classical 
musicians don't really get along for that yeah. point of view that that it's almost to me my opinion is that it's like almost like paint by number yeah here's a little black dots if you follow them you're good yeah i see yeah. i see that the the the, the 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 disconnect between flamenco, flamenco yeah. and university i yeah. see that because you want it to be improvised yeah. you want it to be um feeling like you're playing it dynamics like you're feeling it, dynamics yeah, yeah. But then again, you have to stick to this course. Yes. And this course says at this part of this, you know, when yeah. you're at this exam level, this is where you need yeah. to be. Um, yeah. And my feeling speaking. is the the end result, the real reason for that is so that the jury, which is not me, can understand what the students are playing. Because right. in a lot of cases, I taught students pieces by Paco Lucia or Tomatito, really advanced pieces that the jury does not understand. And they don't know how to judge it. Or grade it. Right. Okay, he's playing a bullerias. I don't know what he's doing. It's amazing, but sure. You know, so. Yeah, how do you become a critic of it when you don't know anything Especially if about the guy it. teaching it is not in the room. Right. Yeah. Right. And sometimes I've seen, because I've worked a few of these juries, mm -hmm. and sometimes the, the instructor is there, the faculty member is there to guide the people who are grading. Yeah. I actually wrote a little 10 page directive on how to judge a, a flamenco jury you yeah. know um some read it some didn't read it you know um yeah. uh, some are great you know like sure. matt vanderwood is an awesome guy i don't know if you, yeah classical guitarist he wanted this i'm going to be judging this don't know anything about it what should i be looking for so i wrote a lot for him i gave him audio clips and he trained himself to to judge but they don't all do that you know I just found out that Matt Vanderwood and I worked together when I went to Harris Institute in 1989 <laughs> or 1990. That's amazing. He's great. I love that guy. Yeah. I'm hoping he'll be the next chair. There's a handful of people that I I um, will leave. I've left York, and I leave with such great understanding of, way yeah. more understanding of music. Yeah. You, know, uh, you being one of them, Bill Thomas, yeah. Mike Ketto, yeah. uh Oh, who else? Karen Burke. Karen Burke, yeah. Um, there's a handful of people. Matt Brubeck. Matt like these Brubeck, yeah. People are just so unbelievably talented. Yeah, they're teaching not to make a living because they like teaching. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's the ones that aren't, to me, are not good teachers because they are desperately teaching for money. It's like a job. Okay. You know? I teach, I enjoy it. I don't need it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I prefer performing and composing and stuff. Keeps so you fresh, I look yeah. forward to yeah. teaching, you know. Some of them do not, you know. Yeah, I understand that. You know, I guess anything that's really considered your job yeah. can sometimes, when it turns into your job, when your art turns into your job, that sometimes can be very conflicting. Yes. Yeah. Because you need to, you need to make money. Yes. You need yeah, to support need to. what's around you. Yeah. And to do that, unfortunately, you have, sometimes you have to do things that, that musically you that you don't really want to do. Yeah. 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 yeah I think you ever, um, there's a rock musician, Canadian musician named Kim Mitchell. Yes. Of and he course. calls it plowing the field. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Max Webster. Max Webster. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk. About, you know, let's talk about before York because right. we were talking a little bit before. And you said, mm -hmm. you know, you you were trained as an architect. Yes, I graduated from school as a as an architect, and uh, I I studied fine arts and then graphic arts, and which Whereabouts? was called commercial at OCAD. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did not, and I, I love drawing and painting, and mm -hmm. I was actually learned that all through childhood. I was in Europe. I was trained as an art restoration. I was working on, you know, paintings that are 1,500 years old. Wow, that that yeah. was, yeah. 
But when we left Malta, you know, um, and came to Canada, there's, you know, there's not as many churches no. and paintings. And they were only that. 300 or 200 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but like in Malta, there's a church at every corner. They all have paintings by Caravaggio, you know, Leonardo, like really, yeah. you know, and their doors are open. It's dusty. It's hot. And they yeah. need a full-time artist. Yeah. So this was going to be my career. We came here, of course. That wasn't going to work. Yeah. I what got year was that you came over? 69. 69, okay. My dad was the Minister of Culture in Malta and political change uh, climate changed mm -hmm. and uh, so we left he didn't mm -hmm. want to be with that party okay you know so we came here um he you know he didn't like it <laughs> we went back after two years that's exactly what my parents did in 64 <laughs> they came over and then went back and came back in 68 yeah, well, I, I think 69. government policy was to pay for you to to emigrate yeah but you had to stay for two years Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it's different than English. English just needed a sponsor just to come over. We needed a sponsor, sponsor also, yeah. Yeah. but you would have to pay the money back if you returned any earlier. Because a lot of people would come and they go, oh, I'm homesick, I'm going to go back. Yeah. So my parents, you know, we, uh, I came here, you know, so I went to study graphic arts and illustration at mm -hmm. OCAD. Um, uh, the teachers there were all amazing people, but were on the abstract art. William Ronald, you know, um, Michael Snow, you know, these were great people, become great famous artists, Rio Pell, you know, but it's not what I wanted. Right. So I left and then I got, you know, I left architecture. So I, I, I went for two years to uh, UFT for architecture design, um, graduated, hated my first job, which was Ontario Hydro. <laughs> For people who know me, designing alarm system for a nuclear power station, you don't want me doing that. <laughs> yeah, you were even Pickering a lot then, I bet. I went to Pickering and Bruce, uh, but it yeah. was great, you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. I was kind of new in the country. I was only in the country for two years, you yeah. know, and, and I get to see all these amazing places, you know. Yeah, well, they're pretty amazing, you're saying. Uh, yeah, they're, and they're hidden, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're hidden, you know. So, um, um, after some time while I was working at Hydro, uh, OCA, which was, was OCAT was called, came to me and they said, do you graduate with the highest marks ever? Would, we want to give you an award, a year study anywhere you want. Wow. Uh, I had already been graduate for two years. You know, wow, wow. They figured it out? Yeah. Well, apparently I took <laughs> the a The computer finally spat out the little bit of information? There, there was no computer. Oh, yet. really? Oh. <laughs> It was punch 1972 cards. or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but but it, what had happened is I took a four-year course. I did all my work in two years. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but my course was still going on, and I graduated. Whatever. Oh, I see. So you left early, I and then it took early, a while for yeah. them to figure out. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, this guy's you know, a genius. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I picked Switzerland to go and study for a year because yeah. I had read an article that embroidery design was like the only. Art form left where you have to draw huge illustrations by hand, you know, and I love drawing, right? Yeah. So I said, I'll go to Switzerland. So I went to Switzerland. I was apprenticed in embroidery design. And this when was turned, this about? I guess 73. 73, okay. Yeah. This turned out to be a stroke of luck for me. Yeah. I was, again, retrained heavily by a great artist who was a super genius at the time. This guy had drawings. This is at 73, he had drawings on his table of that cars in the future were going to be plugged in the highway, got electricity. Oh, wow. Yeah, this guy was wow. brilliant, you know. Yeah, yeah a, a tough but brilliant guy. Came back, and I was the only person in Canada who knew how to design for embroidery, and everything had a little logo on it. Pierre Cardin, okay, you, yeah. you know. Um, uh, so I started my own design uh, company that did really good. All along, you know, escaping and studying flamenco in Spain every year mm -hmm. for three months. So you go to, you go to Spain too? Yeah, to... I was doing that while, wow. yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, then I landed some huge accounts. You know, I got like, I designed stuff for McDonald's, Ralph Lauren, 
Beaver Canoe, Roots. I did logos for all these people. Wow. So that was a lucky break, you know, and... Was it your idea to put the Canadian flag under the yes. McDonald's M? Yes. I was embroidering. <laughs> how, did you figure, how did you figure that out? I don't know. I, I had to embroider 5,000 visors a week. <laughs> <laughs> with a little M, and yeah, they yeah. said, "Well, some go to the states, some go to Canada. What are we going to do?" So yeah. I put a little maple leaf. You, that's your idea? Yeah. Get out of here, really? Yeah, I just guessed yeah. it for a reason. That's, that's so hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. You would ask me. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, um, but I did a lot of stuff like that, you know. Uh, and then Roots came along, and um, economy got bad, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, they bought the company from me and hired me. So, okay, and Roots was based at a Chicago or somewhere. Was no, like based at, at no the two guys were uh, from Detroit. Detroit, okay. Yeah, yeah but they, they were uh, draft dodgers. <laughs> 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 they came here, you know, yeah. and they're living in a house on Avenue Road, and there was a whole bunch of them, all yeah. in one house, and it was like Dan Aykroyd, Martin Short. Really? Yeah. All these great SNL people, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was a wild times, you know. And they... they bought these hippie shoes you know in uh new england and they wanted to import them into canada okay because they had one of them had money you know mm -hmm. and uh, the guy would not import they just i said you guys are a couple of hippies not gonna sell them to you you know so i was a, a friend of theirs another hippie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, they go do you know anybody who makes shoes so i had a hippie friend from argentina who made shoes <laughs> when I, I went to high school with here for one year really and got into they got into the shoe business and then eventually i became their art director designed a lot of their logos that people yeah. still wear today you know so you so, basically turned into a graphic designer as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's the only you could make a living you know right. so i did a lot of logos on garments that became huge you know I and mean, that was what so conceptual was or would they come with you and actual say i needed to you know I needed they to. were the greatest guys to work for because they they're like uh, they would go to Jamaica you know on holiday and come back and they go you know everything there is red white and green and it says roots you know yeah. uh, do a Jamaican theme reggae wow. so I'd look up Bob Marley and I'd yeah. look Bob Marley's face you know yeah. so they were they would give me ideas you know wow, uh, that's and cool. and I would just I was in their store like this in Belleville they've sold it recently okay but I, we were hot walking, and I said, I'm going to go into Roots just to see what they're selling. There's a whole collection of T-shirts with my hand-drawn sketches. Get out of here. Because they would not let me draw anything out. Right, okay. I keep a cardboard box beside you, just put it there. I didn't know they were keeping it. That's amazing. <laughs> so now there's a whole, I'm like, I, this, is, this is my hand-drawn. It's not finished. So what do you do? <laughs> Nothing. You know, you they paid me well. Yeah. You know, it was a good relation. They just sold the company, you know. Right. Yeah. And uh, it was just the Wild West, you know. It was hippie. Anything was in the early pocket. 70s yeah yeah you yeah. know and and you know I, I would take three months off and go you know live in spain and they gotta you know learn guitar you know mm -hmm. and uh, the only technology then was a fax machine sure so i would draw things fax some sketches and they'd have somebody you were tele you were telecommuting before that <laughs> word even existed yeah that's you know, amazing go, just knock off was the word you know oh yeah we, borrow we fringe yeah, yeah fringe you know okay. uh, fringe all the you know like uh, the, the soccer team logo so yeah. i you know I do that and fax sketches, you know, based all on roots. Like I can would tell you what most roots logo came from, and be that's funny. amazing. I yeah. had no idea of this. Yeah, that you were yeah. this. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was a, it was a good gig for me. You of know, guess, because I yeah. could take a lot of time off. You know, I did not have financial worries, and uh, but it was still stressful because I was good at it. A lot of deadlines and. Yeah, you know, they, they got uh, the Olympic uh, contract to do the Olympic Canadian uniforms. Oh, yeah. I'm somewhere in Spain, and they go, come back. We need you. We got this. It's huge for us. You know, this yeah. was 1998. 
You yeah. know, I'm like, oh, so I go back, I do the Canadian team. This is a big hit. So then every four years I had to do Olympic collection. Mm -hmm. So With I, the gloves, the gloves, the roots, the gloves. gloves. I think we some have some in our house right now. The hat, the yeah. backwards hat, yeah, all of that. You know, but but it got bigger because then they got the United States, I did the U.S., Great Britain. Yeah, I had six countries I was juggling, and you know when you do the stuff, there's a lot of work. There's shoes, there's socks, there's yeah. gloves, there's t-shirts, there's sure. that. You know, Australia is like the stuff we couldn't even keep it on the shelf because the word roots means something else in Australia. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it was a good time for me, you know, and it was a wild time, but still all along I'm I'm in Spain, I'm recording, I'm touring, and I'm on the beach one time waiting to go on stage in Spain. I had a cell phone, and when I sell cell phone, it looked like something like a, a walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the brick. <laughs> waiting for a salmon to call me, you know, uh, and a phone rings, and hi, it's uh, York University in Toronto. Uh, this is Michael Coughlin. I've been trying to find you for two years. Would you like to teach? I'm like, teach what? That's amazing. <laughs> Flamenco guitar. People want can't. I'm like, we talked a little bit on the phone, what would yeah. it pay, etc. Okay, I'll see you in September. This was August. You know, I did a continued my tour of Spain, came back to Canada, and I'm going about my life, and my phone rings here, and it's like, where are you? We have students. I'm like, oh, you were serious. <laughs> you probably had a few in you too, right? Ready to go on stage? Like, what, did, yeah, I, did I actually, did I hear I that? I was hired at York, you know, and yeah. I showed up the next day, and I worked uh, at York, I think, I only took it one day a week, you know, right. like eight hours, you know. So I, wait a minute, they didn't have human resources back then? He called me, he He called me. you? Get out of here. So there's nobody who didn't know who you were or what it, you did at all, calling no. you and telling you what, oh gosh. It was the Wild West. That is utopia. Yeah, I know. For me, that's how. That's how. I, and he's Mr. Coglin. Always, I said you're the best kind of person to work for me because I give you something and I never hear about it again. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get. I never go and ask a question. Nothing. You know. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I'm teaching my first uh, year. It went really well. You know. Do you want to come back next year? I'm like, yeah. He says, because we have a lot of people. So then they mm -hmm. gave me two days, and then they said, would you like a guitar ensemble? I'm like, what is that? <laughs> So I, it was three Asian guys, one new E minor. I'm not making any of this up. Yeah, yeah. One new E minor. The other guy knew nothing. And the third guy knew Hotel California. <laughs> with solos? What, what am I going to do with <laughs> these guys? That was the beginning of the guitar ensemble. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah which I saw every year for nine yeah. years. Yeah. So that became, uh, that is three days work. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't want to do the roots anymore. I'm done with it. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm... Um, it's interfering with my career. I couldn't do both. I couldn't juggle sure. both. They wanted me. Roots wanted me. York was accepting of it. And I'm like, I'm just going to stop this now, you know? Mm -hmm. So I quit Roots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't consider York my career. It's still my career was performing, you know? Yeah. That's what I focused on. But I taught more and more each year until one year it was like five days a week, you know? And mm -hmm. then I'm then I starting to backtrack. Like I... I'm beginning to hate it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. 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 I don't want to do it, you know? So I want to keep it down to three days a week. So then I started to backtrack, you know? And now I'm to two days a week. And uh, there's still long days. I'm there like from 10 to 5, you know? <laughs> long days listen to you they are long days that's you know, a long day for uh, long days sitting there listening to bad guitar music <laughs> <laughs> you know people invite me to open mics I'm like I do that for a living yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
um, uh, no, I love my students. Yeah, but, they're great but, people. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I got into going out uh, in the country and into winemaking and wine culture and, yeah. and performing at vineyards, and that's kind of my life now. There, yeah, we were talking a little bit before about the, the fine line between this is now my job. <laughs> yeah. This isn't fun anymore. Yeah. You know, and taking up a trade like, uh, say, if you wanted to become a recording engineer, mm. you could stay close to music. That's kind of yeah. what I did. Like, yeah. I, I sort of said, oh, I want to stay close to music, but I can't afford to be, be a musician. Music. Yeah. So I want to stay close to it and mm -hmm. be able to work alongside of musicians. And that's mm. kind of what I did for 20 odd years. Yeah. And then I would dabble occasionally. Yeah. But you, you, you had that, that sort of comfort, that parachute of roots that had enough income to sort of give you enough time right. to go explore your creativity and art and become um, yeah. an artist. And, and that all happened because of a lucky, stupid decision I made reading an article that embroidery yeah. <laughs> design was the only place. Yeah. Like, you know, when I said to OCA, like, I want to go to Switzerland, they go, they thought it's going to be Paris or right, New York to study right. art. I'm like, no, I want to get into embroidery design. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was like a stupid, yeah. lucky decision, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's life, right? It's exactly like You know, yeah. something closes, another opens, and that's a yeah. whole other conversation and hokey to yeah. say i always quote john lennon you know it's what happens to you when you're busy making other plans right yeah. that's what life is Absolutely. it's like such a great line you know? yeah. yeah yeah you're yeah. right yeah the idea of uh you know waiting for karma to come save you yeah not so cool. or somebody to discover you, you yeah, know? yeah 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 you, know, you gotta go out and make your own you have to you definitely do you know uh, one time the financial post interviewed me which i thought was weird i'm a flamenco guitar yeah, and yeah. then they go how do you make a living i'm like you do it yourself you can't yeah. expect anybody to discover you. You know, nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah. It's work. I actually always thought of guitar as my job and everything mm -hmm. else was my waitering job. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I called Roots my waitering job. Yeah. This is <laughs> <laughs> I got the next big break. It's coming. It's coming. Any minute now. This is my, this is yeah. what I wanted. This is what gives me passion, you know, yeah. and I continued painting through all of this, you know, but mm -hmm. I never thought of it as a job. It's just, sure. Roots got too stressful, so I, you know, I focused on guitar to mm -hmm. de-stress, you know. And mm -hmm. when guitar became my job, you know, I got back into painting. You yeah, know? yeah. So I, I, I did a lot of painting of vineyards this past four years because, yeah. you know, that's and, doing, and yeah. people want to buy them. So yeah. all of a sudden, people are ordering paintings of vineyards, and oh, it just sounds like a job. I don't yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. We need five more of those, Van Gogh. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it because all of a sudden it's a job. Somebody wants it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. You should see. Yeah. But the fact is, it's an incredible lucky strike to find something that people want to invest that in. People or, want. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah people yeah, want. You know. Yeah. That's very cool. That the artistic part of it is always sort of flowing yeah. for you. It's you're always you start with music, you sort of get into something and art, and then you go back to music, back to art, back to music, and you're always hopscotching between yeah, the two. Yeah. Uh, you know, my big challenge is to not appear like a dilettante because I'm. Mm -hmm. I have a professional attitude towards everything I do. You know. Sure. You know. I mean, I'm. Although my paintings, I'm doing for fun. I'm out there. You know, at, at 5 a.m. in the middle of a vineyard in the rain, making a painting of it because I want it to be just right. So yeah. that's hobby. Is it for fun? But it, you know, I'm, obsession, my maybe? attitude. <laughs> my attitude is still like a professional. You know, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So um, you can still have. A hobby, sure. That you you bring professional level. 
This is exactly what this is. What I this is my hobby. So I'm not making. Money. But you can only do it because you love it. But right? I love you know? doing yeah, it, and yeah. that's the thing. True is I'm trying to you know I'm drawing a, a parallel line because you're saying like there just takes enough obsession, <laughs> just enough crazy craziness yeah. to say this is or or um, gluttony for punishment maybe <laughs> to 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 get to that part that's the rewarding part. It's not easy learning something that's it's, tremendously uh, hard. It's affected by what people will say. You know, like out in Prince Edward County, you know, like almost everybody's retired and almost everybody plays guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you play right. guitar, you know, so okay, let's jam. So they know, you know, after the gold rush or old man by sure. Neil Young. Yeah. You play guitar, but. You know, guitar takes yes. several lifetimes to, Absolutely. to master, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to be, I hate being in that level of people. I want to be the best if that's yeah. what I'm going to do. You know, like yeah. maybe other people want to record and be technicians, but you want your stuff to be as good as Absolutely. those people, you know. The, so that's the challenge. Right? Yeah, and the fact, you know, you're saying like, I don't play guitar at family functions. I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> but your family is your group. You yeah. know, you have your wife dances, yeah. your daughter dances. Yeah. Uh, but I, for the first time, here's here's like a, just a quick side yeah. story. We have this game called Escalardo, where uh-huh. you turn the thing and these little horses go down this mat. It vibrates the mat. It's like a little betting game. Like steeplechase. Something like that. Yeah. You turn this little thing uh-huh. and it vibrates yeah. the mat and the little horses go down. I so I was playing... <laughs> on the guitar that was all the only time i've ever played in front of my family like so it was like something you know what i mean so i don't know why i purposely don't do that because i think i don't want to put people in a position of having to listen you know but what yeah okay my wife and my daughter are both flamenco dancers flamenco is what we do it's our way of Mm -hmm. life for us but then there's the rest of the family like my sisters etc you know yeah and and i don't play for them and they don't get it. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And I don't care if they get it. You know, like, I, I, I was hired to do a concert in Malta, you know, which was, like, for me, a big deal. You Absolutely. Know? Like, you're going to end up playing. You're flying somewhere. Just the airline fare for each of us was 2500 That yeah. was big, you know, and, and a theater that nobody had ever performed before. It's, like, you know... 1500 years old you know i was so excited and my mother you know came you know she came backstage mm-hmm. and she says just for today i want to tell you people out here don't like your music get out of here really <laughs> but 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 they do like country music can you wear like a plaid shirt and just play country music for That's tonight? hilarious in malta so, yeah mm. the theater seat 700 yeah it's sold out right yeah so she yeah, goes yeah. out there and she's <laughs> yeah. like yeah you don't know these people. There's you know any Hank Williams? <laughs> we don't know any. So I came out and I introduced my concert, you know, like as like, my mom just for today wants me to play country music. So the country I'm picking is Spain. <laughs> yeah. But that shows, you, that shows you how, like the rest of my family, that family, don't yeah. get what I don't do. get it. Uh, yeah, Let's get know. it. Yeah. My mom listens to this podcast, and hi, mom. But um, th- my mom, I tell stories from yeah. my old past, the same thing. Yeah. And my mom goes, I never realized you led life like that. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Well, your parents. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. Uh, but you're right. The funny thing about it is like, and you don't want to, you don't want to like yeah. boast. You no. seem like a pretty humble person. And you wouldn't want to say, I'm just getting on a plane. I'm going to fly somewhere and yeah. do a show. And, you know. I don't tell. Well, my dad passed away, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't brag or my mom sometimes is annoyed that i don't communicate often enough but sure. you know i here internet and stuff works great yeah. then in europe you know and it's not as efficient 
okay. you know, and if you've had a couple of glasses of wine and you just did a concert, you're not going to email somebody. Sure. You know, like, so I don't communicate as often as I should. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, I'd like to get back to Malta and do more concerts, you know, um, but it's just, I'm sure she'll still want me to play country. <laughs> you should do it as a joke. <laughs> I should. <laughs> and watch everybody boo. <laughs> like my dad, my dad was a very, very, my dad was an athlete, a soccer player. Yeah. Yeah. Professional soccer player. And he, um, and then he got into arts and arts promotion. You know, he was a great mm -hmm. guy. Um, but he was very supportive of me. He could never understand what it is I did, you know. And he actually okay. said to me, you know, when I said, I decided to become a professional. I was 18. Mm -hmm. I'm going to become a flamenco guitarist. I had seen Paco de Lucia. I'm like, okay. I want to be this guy. <laughs> yeah. And my dad just said, you and the other guy who likes it should do really well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you should hear this band called Led Zeppelin. They're doing pretty good. <laughs> so that's stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, but they were very. My family was very supportive. They just of did not understand, and yeah. still don't understand what it is that I do. And but I mean, the whole idea of flamenco. It must have obviously there was a spark from. My grandfather was from Spain. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, but he was a absent grandfather. You know, mm -hmm. he was in the in the merchant navy. You know, what okay. Malta. Malta was like the original gas station. You know, like it's where everybody stopped. Okay. You yeah. You know, because it's in the middle of the Mediterranean, so all the ships would stop there. You know, yeah. and get water, refuel, whatever they did. You know, so my grand. The, what happened back then is they would hire merchant seamen. So you're not in the Navy, but you're like almost like a pirate. You know? Okay, yeah, his yeah. Dad yeah. Was, you're a crew guy. You're yeah, like, you just, yeah, yeah, it's called merchant seamen. Before that, they were called corsairs, which is actually a legalized pirate. The queen would hire you. Really? To rob her own ships. <laughs> so that was my <laughs> great, great grandfather. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's a pirate. The, yeah the, yeah, the queen would load gold on ships and then the ships would get robbed. We lost all the gold. Really? But, it's her own. but she's getting it back. Yeah. yeah. God, that's so they hilarious. were called Corsair, inside job, yeah. Professional pirates. So that was my his my grandfather's dad. My okay, grandfather. yeah. So, you know, being in the Navy was a kind of family thing because we were on an island, you know. My brother yeah. actually joined the British Navy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, anyways, there you go. Yeah. Well, it's funny. The um, yeah. Yeah. The point was like, yeah. My my grandfather was from Spain, and I actually tried to trace my roots. Yeah. And I was always frustrated because I was close to him. His name was Roger, also. Mm -hmm. You know, which is. Yeah. And I tried to trace my roots, and I could not find any family members there until me and my wife went to a restaurant and we made a reservation, and we got there, and the guy goes, mm, "Don't have any reservation under your name." And then I could see. A name on a table. My last name spelled completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my last name is Scanura. Yeah. But it was Escanura. So with an E. Right. One N. And I'm like, there. Yeah, that's, that's my, me. That's me. Yeah. So so then I'm like, hmm. Then I went in the archives and I found families with that last name in the south of Spain and a couple that got married there with my last name. So I traced all these. Oh, you found like, it. Yeah, there was yeah. actually, there's a whole village of people who are merchant seamen from Malta. Because what would happen is it would take them a month or two to sail there. Right. They wouldn't sail back right away. They'd stay there for two months and then come back. So a lot of them had homes or stayed there. There's or wives. Streets. <laughs> or wives. 
families yes <laughs> <laughs> that turned out to be like that too yeah, yeah, you yeah. know so so yeah there was totally a spanish connection but the the roots of a maltese music is basically sicilian slash spanish guitar music that's, yeah that's what maltese music is you know mm-hmm. every time i'll hear like something sicilian i'm like oh they play maltese music oh no it's from sicily right you know? okay yeah, just so. geographically speaking yeah it's, it's, so it's we're, there. we're like 30 miles away from that Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Is is it Spanish settled or is it Italian? Well, settled? Malta has been settled by everybody through the centuries. Based on being it's, by, it's so strategic, well, right? What money is it? Is it all money? Maltese money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um but uh so I was going to say a really bad joke. Is that where Maltesers are from? <laughs> <laughs> They're delicious. I, I had them yesterday. Heard that but... before. No, no, no. <laughs> I love Maltese, but Malta actually is it's shaped like a fish if you look at the map yeah, of Malta, okay. you know. And and it's if you can think of concentric circles, the whole outside bit of it is Portuguese settled. Oh, okay. So that's those are all fishermen. Mm-hmm. That's all the fishing culture. Yeah. So then you get all these rings going in, you know, and the closer you get to the city I'm from is is more <laughs> more cultured okay. and upper class, you know. Right. So and 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 that's more Spanish. Or yeah. Italian descent. It depends, depends what your family was. Okay. You see, so you know, if up until about 50 years ago, you could not go to court and defend yourself in Maltese. You had to learn Italian and defend yourself in Italy. There were no law books written in Maltese. Interesting, okay. Maltese is a very ancient language. It's the closest living language to Aramaic, which is what Jesus Oh, it's spoke. old, old yeah, time. It's yeah. very old. Yeah. It's actually a hybrid of Arabic and Hebrew. It's really weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so and yes, yeah. I speak it well. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> I would like to break it out, but you know, I was too humble. I, I don't. My Aramaic's a little. Uh, no, no, no. You rusty. know, like when I left Malta, my dad says, "Stay Maltese." Okay, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So that means read books on Maltese. That sounds like a shirt. <laughs> stay like, Maltese. Stay Maltese. Well, you know, the cultures. Because it's been occupied by so many people. It yeah. belonged to the British during World War Two. Yeah. You know, um, they need that. Yeah, they yeah. needed that. Yeah. Otherwise it would die. You know, it belonged to the Italians after that, you know, mm-hmm. and before that the Spanish and before that to the French, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's been belonged to everybody. You know? Yeah. That, every, you were born there? I was born there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And to come from a little island to be out in the middle of the big city of Toronto, it's, it's it was pretty an uh, interesting journey, huh? Shock. You know, it's not only a little island, it's also very Catholic. Okay. And I had no idea that there were other religions. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. You know, yeah. we came to Canada. I remember we arrived 4th of July, mm-hmm. 1969. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, we went to Sunday church like we always did. Corner church, you know, and I walk in and it's like, it's full of people, black people in white gowns singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? Well, yeah, what is that? So this lady came up to me and she says, you know, what do you need? And I'm like, what time is mass? She says, oh, we don't have mass here. We have celebration. And I'm like, yeah. just to me, you're looking for a Roman Catholic. I'm like, Roman Catholic? Yeah, Catholic? yeah. Roman Catholic? Yeah. She says, well, we're Baptists. I'm like, I was baptized. I was so confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the choir then. <laughs> you know, she says, no, the Roman Catholic Church is up there. So yeah. like, I left there my first week in Canada going, What's going on? Yeah, what's well, God? They pray different. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's very Catholic. It's very religious. You know, and yeah. everything was based on that. You know, sure. Yeah, yeah. And Rome. Well, I guess because I'm not much of a religious person. I was brought up Anglican, which is the yeah. closest thing to Catholic. Really, yeah. I guess you yeah. still take communion. You still, you know, get your head dunked underwater and things. Like yeah, that. yeah. But, they all have little differences, right? You know, when the Pope decided to, you know, and then Henry VIII. Mm-hmm. wanted a divorce and mm-hmm. wouldn't give him one you yeah know? yeah how about but now do you still practice or are you still 
Um, not very much. It's I funny guess we're tr- talking about this at Christmas time. But sure, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. you know what? I got I got to, to think. Well, uh, you know, I was educated in a monastery, you know, mm-hmm. so you have to think. You know, from the age of six till the age of seventeen, I'm in a monastery. Sure, I had three periods of religion. Two players of Latin and then art and art restoration. The rest of the time, yeah. <laughs> that was my schooling. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's very hard for me to deprogram myself. Yeah. From that, you know. Yeah. So I just look at it now as I love the art it created. You know, yeah. all great art for Absolutely. me. You know, like Raphael and all these people were because of the church. Even Bach's music mm-hmm. is the church. So I don't turn my back on it, but I don't really buy the whole kid and Kabulu. Yeah, it's a yeah. tough. It's a tough pill to swallow now that we have the internet. <laughs> that's all we needed in Malta was the I know internet. the internet you'd be like yeah you never know you might have a hook through your nose or something and you might really end up with a, with a mohawk <laughs> yeah but, so yeah you know it, uh, I, I love Canada I love living in Canada I've, I've lived in Switzerland I've lived sure. in England you know because after my parents took me back after two years here, uh, I didn't. I, I'm like, oh, the world is bigger than I thought. Yeah. So, and I loved the Beatles at the time. Yeah. So I wanted to be Ringo. I was a drummer at first. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I lived in England for two years. Learning all these things. Whereabouts in England? Um, um, London. No, it was actually a terrible neighborhood. My uncle had a interesting house. I had lots of ants. Was it is? Uh, was it, it was in called Soho? I, yeah. I know Soho. Yeah. 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 I had right. a, I had a great uncle who would come to Malta on vacation. His name was Uncle Frank, mm-hmm. with rolls and rolls of dollar bills, so mm-hmm. pounds, whatever. And, and every year he brought two beautiful Spanish ants with him. Mm-hmm. This guy mm-hmm. was my hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as I got a chance, I'm like, I gotta leave Malta. You know, I'm gonna go live in England. Yeah, that's where music is coming from. You know, by sure. now it's like 1975. You know, yeah. So um, I went and played drums there. You know, and I lived with my uncle and you know eight beautiful women who were my aunts who yeah. looked after me. You know. Yeah. No, it sounds like fun. <laughs> and Soho, and you're kind of in the thick of. I don't know, what would that be? What era of music would that be for London? For oh my England? God, it was great. You know, the Beatles were just were, Abbey Road time. You yeah, know? they were just finished though, I guess in yeah. the 70s, yeah. right? But so. the Beatles are never finished in England. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Led Zeppelin, you know. Oh, uh, um, uh, yes. Bands like Procol Harum. Sure, you know, ELP. Yeah, you, know, you know, and there was a lot of bands that never yes. made it here, you know. Nice, I don't know if you've heard of Nice, you know. No. That was Emerson, Lake and Palmer eventually. You okay, know? Yeah. yeah. There was all these great bands really really amazing musicians yeah you know? and to play that music you have to learn classical guitar yeah you that's right play, deep you know? purple has a lot of classical in but it, even yeah. jimmy page you know he yeah. could play class- all these got great guitars from these great bands could yeah. play you know like i'm like i i'm forget about drums you know especially since led zaplin came out i could play drums like ringo which is great yeah but not like bottom but no not no. double kick drums and five tom toms you know yeah. like an animal like it's just not me you know yeah, but i yeah. love jimmy page's guitar playing yeah so i got heavy into guitar and there was no looking back okay yeah, yeah. so as a, like i'm mean, as a flamenco player you're known for playing flamenco but would you ever pick up a les paul and you know play some bowie or anything is that <laughs> something that is have, beyond your i have never and uh to just Two weeks ago, I finally got my first steel string guitar. I haven't Ooh. even played a steel string really? guitar. Yeah, what you got? Um, it's nothing fancy. I, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm almost embarrassed. It's like a Fender or something. Sure. You know? yeah. yeah. A student of mine, she came to her lesson with a classical, with a with this guitar. You're right. You know, and I'm like, mm, this is not gonna work for flamenco. You know, she mm-hmm. says, oh, my mom just bought it for me. It's like four hundred dollars. Yeah. You know? I'm yeah. like. I'll trade you. Here's one of my flamenco guitar. I had like a Yamaha, you know, sure. you know which I was like $600 I bought for sure. a tour. I'm like, 
I want you to learn on this, you know. She, and uh, and I said, I'll just take this one from you, you know. And she's like, my mother goes, really? I'm like, yeah, you know. So then I took it with me to my place in the country. And I just played Led Zeppelin all week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, over the hills and far away. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I love, I've always loved these songs, but they don't sound great on my guitar. No, I know, it's true. But you need this resonance, you, you know. Do, and you uh, So I had so much fun all weekend playing, you know. Yeah. It's uh, just the first time I've really touched a steel string guitar. Have you ever, like, considered, like, putting a band together out there in wine country with all the hippies and, uh, you know, doing something? Doing like a country band, or yeah, I don't know something, anything. And that would be very easy. There's a lot of people out there who play. You know, there. like um, uh, no, you know, the wine country. I'm trying to bring flamenco to it. Yeah, you so know, it'd be, yeah, it wouldn't be a good. And I've, I finally succeeded. You know, when I've I've had my place under seven years. Mm-hmm. So uh, as soon as I got there, you know, I had sent everybody a CD. There was five wineries. I send them CDs, and this is what I do. You know, I'd love to play. I think my music's perfect. I actually have songs named yeah. after wine. Yeah, yeah. You know, and nobody got back to me. Well, yeah. three years ago, so it took about two years. They all got back to me. Oh, so, wow. so I've been like, every Saturday and Sunday, I'm a different winery. What playing. do you think happened? Why, why, why do you think they took three years to get back to you? was price and cost. You know, okay, what yeah. I did is I put a one sheet together, you know, yeah. my bio, a picture, and some MP3s, and I'm like, listen, I'll, for $200, which is about a third of what I charge, yeah. I would play, you know, two 45-minute sets, you know, at yeah. the end, you pay me cash, and I take two bottles of wine from you, your best friend, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, otherwise I'm playing on my deck anyways, no. you know, like, so, yeah. so, and they go, oh, okay, we didn't, we thought you'd be a lot more expensive, you know, yeah. I'm like, because most of the guys out there are retired, and they'll play for, for 40 bucks or for nothing, you know, Right. that was the, the nut I had to crack, but as soon as I said, you know, $200 and two bottles of wine, they all got back to me. Now Amazing. there's 97 wineries. Yeah. So I'm busy all you summer. Really get a lot of wine in the... Uh, in the I uh, have over 200 bottles of my wine that's cellar. That's <laughs> But I love it. You know, yeah. my, I made friends with a new one. He's Italian. And he was a school teacher. But his dream was to make wine. His grandfather made wine in Italy. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he opened a winery about four years ago. And uh, I stopped there because I, I'm driving by, you know, and you smell wood burning, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like... Oh, I think it smells good. I pull in, it's a winery. The guy has like a wood-burning oven and a guy from Napoli making pizza. Wow. And I'm like, oh, I'm in love with this place. And yeah. The owner's like, he's like, about my age. He says, what do you do? And I'm like, play guitar. Here's a CD, you know. So I laughed. Next day, he says, you got to play here. You got to play here every day. I want you here every day. <laughs> That's amazing. Really? Yeah. So I'm wow. the house band at this Italian winery. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it, man, because yeah. I sit under like a canopy of grapes. I've seen some Facebook pictures, and yeah. I must say it does you look know, pretty, uh, pretty uh, nice. It's my happy place. Yeah, and definitely. His, his wine is like out of this world. You know? Sure. Yeah. And it's so, something about you're, you're in culture. Yeah. Making wine is an art unto yeah. its own, and yeah. you're sort of adding... You know, I bet you. I wonder be. if wine tastes better when you're listening to flamenco music. They say things, right, like that, like certain tones. I make think you it feel does. Better. You know, you know, I uh, um, I have a lot of pieces which are named after wine. You yeah. know, uh, but I know a lot about wine, so like I have one. One it's, it's called summer wine, and people go, "This song tastes like white wine." <laughs> like, Doesn't it, though? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. you know, and I have each piece. The album I'd like to work on with yeah. you is going to be called vintage flamenco yeah. vintage meaning wine yeah, and vintage yeah. meaning old style but each pace inspired by a particular grape that makes particular wine wow yeah yeah so i'm getting there 
That's um, crazy. Almost to record, yeah. Because it does, it does exist. I mean, certain types of music make people happy and some make people sad. And on a, on a third, on a sixth sense, there's yeah. some other things with music that make people feel and do things to some them, people you know see I mean? colors you yeah. know i don't know what that's there's called. that thing i don't know if i truly believe in that it's in a stage. i think it sounds like a bit of a blowhard thing to say mm -hmm. i see color i see yeah. sound yeah. yeah how cool do i sound now <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something somebody from york would say yeah. <laughs> yes let's give a course on that hmm. <laughs> hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. It's, you were you were mentioning michael coglin um, mm -hmm. my first meeting of michael coglin was interesting because i thought well why is this guy being an asshole to me why is what? he being, he was so mean really he was so standoffish we, yeah. and i was talking to barry elms oh. i'm like is there pro does he have a problem with me this is my we, first week working there he goes no i didn't think he liked me either when i first started there yeah. so there was a, just a certain he's he's different you know um mm -hmm. uh, he's a genius oh totally you yeah. know and me and him got along so well that's great really you know yeah. um uh, because i i've I've worked at hard places to work. Roots was not easy. Of course. You know, I was right, under a right. lot of pressure. So, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. you know, I have never gone into him and go, I'm so stressed out. Seriously, yeah. sitting there playing guitar is this not going to stress heaven. me out. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, get Olympic uniforms ready for the end of today. Yeah, yes. that's stressful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'd go in and, and he'd have somebody going, I'm so stressed out. He says to me, I want him to meet with you. Tell him what stress is. <laughs> yeah, no, he's yeah. great for me. He's, he's been actually quite helpful. And anytime. You know, when he hired me, I'm like, I'm giving up a really good paying job. Mm -hmm. So what are my guarantees here? You know, there needs to be something. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so I actually got a letter from him that I'll be employed by York for 99 years. Oh, really? <laughs> That's imagined. funny. Really? <laughs> That's so great. So I, I go into his office and I'm like. <laughs> I punched a student in the face. <laughs> There's a piece of paper. <laughs> um, I saw Michael Coughlin school a student in under a sentence about what universities are. Uh -huh. And he said something because the this, this student was very ambitious and wanted to make his own little student union and wanted to, uh -huh. you know, uh, create things like a bridging film and music together. And he had this big plan. Yeah. And Michael said to him, uh, you're not here to tell us what to teach you. You're here to learn what we teach you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it was a very, it, at the time I thought, oh, that's kind of harsh. Because yeah. he's kind of squashing but this kid's dream. But he's very harsh and he squashes He kids. squashed that dream a little bit. That didn't stop that kid from doing that. And that ended up becoming the music media concert. Where oh, they that's do very popular course. Where they do yeah, the yeah, yeah. Um, the show. Yeah, of, yeah, they yeah. play, they rescore the music the, and they the show the video. Love that. They love it. Yeah, but yeah. Michael said he said to him in a certain way, like, Hey, let yeah. us let us tell you how to learn, yeah. you know. Which is sort of an old guard university technique. He's kinda old guard. Mm -hmm. you know, I've been in his office and I'll walk in casually to say hello and he'll have a student there doing his masters, you know. Yeah. This is a true story. This happened a couple of months back and he goes, Oh, you know a bit about guitar. <laughs> he says, okay. The kid is sitting there. Yeah. He says, look at this. Is that a chord? I'm like, no. <laughs> and he goes, you go back. and <laughs> Wow. That's great. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I would give up a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, that I would give up a little bit of my, um, I don't know, to be taught like that. Yeah. Like it used to be than it is now. And it sort of carries on to what we were talking about before is that university needs to have 
accountability for their students and needs yeah. there's even down to the square footage now there needs to be a certain amount of t um yeah people I'll, per I'll square get to foot that point. you know like yeah. i'm gonna go back to switzerland you know yeah, yeah. I, I, so, so i graduate with honors from oca and i get a gift and i go to switzerland and i get to study with this guy ernst you know and he's like my first day right mm -hmm. and i have an ego <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, of course. Uh, yeah. You're in Switzerland. I earned my, my ego. You know, I graduated yeah, yeah. from, you know, like, yeah. and he's like, here's a pencil, here's a piece of paper, draw a horse, six foot square. I'm like, oh, eraser, ruler, anything? <laughs> no, just let's see what you get. Reference? No. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so I have to draw a horse. Like, it's one of the hardest things, you know, big, you know, I'm like, it's big. I, yeah. I spent three days doing it, you know. Because uh, everybody says he's really tough. Don't show it to him until you think it's perfect. So take it off my wall. I go in to get it approved. I'm standing while he's drawing other stuff. And I'm finally, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, I need you to approve my drawing. Another five minutes of waiting while he draws. He grabs it. He rips it to shreds. And it was, the second one is always better. Oh, <laughs> but that trained me that yeah. I wasn't going to go back with the second drawing yeah, unless yeah. it was. He didn't Perfect. even look at it. No, you know? uh, that I had a year of that. You know, I could uh, draw anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, after this guy, and that's yeah. I always appreciated how he trained me. You know, sure. Um, I never expect like this. Some of my students are entitled, you know. And could parents. you bring that in? You could never bring that into today's teaching methods. No, no. you would be a bully. And you would lose your job. I had a student who came to class with a cast on. I'm like, how can I teach you to play guitar? Yeah, yeah. it's not my fault you got a cast. You know, yeah. like, drop the course. You know? Yeah. And why are you telling kids to drop the course? Got a cast on. You can't play. <laughs> you can't get participation. So, I, you know, I go, if, yeah. if your pilot was blind, would you? <laughs> yeah, let him fly. No. If your doctor, you know, yeah. you, had a cast on, would you let him you know, perform surgery on? Nope. Not that, at all. Let's put it at the same level, you know. But the universities are changing. I teach also for University of Valencia. <laughs> oh, okay. They approach me, and, and I'm like, okay, I get to go back to Spain, you mm -hmm. know, uh, leave York. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, uh, they want uh, videos. You prepare videos. Mm -hmm. The students go in and they buy these lessons. Yeah. And you, you get paid. And then if they want privates, they'll buy a Skype lesson with you. Right. You know, and it pays really good money. Sure. Like I said, I am not going to teach by Skype. And they go, we pay you $200 an hour. I'm like, I'll teach by Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Love Skype. <laughs> Skype's the best. Skype's my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I went and I told Bill Thomas, who's the chair now, sure. this, you know. And he says, come downstairs with me. They're preparing a whole room, huge, with TV screens and cameras, where we would go in and teach people all over the world the same way. Yeah. So that's the future of universities. Yes. But for me, the only thing that's appealing is that you don't have to commute and go there, you know, so having it there is not good. You know, hire us, we'll prepare videos, and we'll do it from our studio, from our home, and you just get the money and take your cut, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Going there to teach is not... The worst part of my job is commuting. Just getting there, yeah. Yeah, you know, no. especially in winter and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I started a website that was exactly that, video conferencing between student and teacher. It never took off. No one ever really, I mean, I'm going to... It's just the world's not ready, you know. Uh, it's not we... ready. There's not enough, um, there's always a little bit of lag. Once you can play along with each other, like, then the we The problem start... is there's a lot of free stuff on YouTube. Right. There's also the people who should not be teaching anything. Right. 
have free lessons and blah, whatever, you know. Yeah. There's a lot, uh, the trouble with the internet is there's a lot of poop on there, you know. Yeah, there's so, a lot of filter, uh, noise to filter through, yeah. Yeah, so, so if, but if it's coming from, you know, Berkeley University or University of Valencia, people will buy it and, and you bypass all that stuff. Yeah. You know, so that's, I see that's the future of it. You know, right now there's like, I don't even let my students go on YouTube. They go, what if I go on YouTube to learn? I'm like, no. There's well, even many. they stop people like in public schools from having their smartphones on because yeah. the teacher will be teaching and they'll be like, no, that's not what Google said. Google says completely opposite of what you're saying, but that's because teaching is subjective and you're here to teach them your point yeah, of view, yeah. right? I, I like my students having their phone. No, they do all their notes on their phone. Yeah. Like, uh, we shouldn't even call it phone. I don't even think they use it as a phone anymore. It's a computer. It's a computer, you know, yeah. and I just read that the computers, the phones we have now are more powerful computer than the computer got us to the moon. Absolutely. You they know, were a couple of years ago. <laughs> you know, you, you're going to not let a kid, that's how he takes his notes. He, yeah. he records you. It's, it's, it's a great tool. You know, he's sure. not going to be phoning or texting his girlfriend while all this, because that's what we think they're doing, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, I had one guy, I walked, because he's like, I'm like, what, who are you texting? He goes, I'm just writing down everything you're saying. Yeah. And I could see it. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. They can get anything. Like, you know, first lesson, you need to buy a guitar tuner. No, he downloaded it for free. On his Bam. phone. Yeah. It's in his phone. You know, yeah. it's like there's nothing, you know. So, I know. Yeah. It's an amazing, yeah, you're right. The, the, using that technology is, is, I think, what you're saying, too, is the name that's teaching over Skype yeah. is, is as important. And the, the branding. The branding. Of it's all about branding. The, of the teacher, right? Because yeah. if the teacher is from Berkeley or yeah. from... You know, from anywhere well, that's a yeah. credible yeah. music humber or whatever. Yeah, well, like, it's like, well, if Paco Lucia was alive, I would sign up for lessons. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You would fly to the other end of the world yeah, to be taught yeah. by him, right? Yeah. And essentially, you are doing this. Yeah. You know, you're, you're essentially beaming each other's information. Yeah. But I think the actual speed of the internet isn't there yet. Yeah. We're a couple of years away no, like from... Skype is like It's this, a little jittery. You know? yeah. I mean, even the, I have what's the easiest and most efficient way to communicate over video on my website yeah. yet it still has its ups and downs yeah. it depends mm -hmm. on each other's computers have you heard of pow how no oh uh, yes i have yeah I have. yeah so yeah. my daughter teaches belly dance mm -hmm. um pow how she has students in italy all over the world mm -hmm. she'll get up like sunday and do a lesson you know and sure it's generating a nice income for her yeah you know there's also google hangouts which is a way now yeah, you can I've do pay-per-view pay yeah. yeah. google hangouts she keeps telling me just go and pow how i'm like you know i don't want to yeah <laughs> you know there's just so much stuff out there you know yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah, that, but you yeah. also you can't get left behind because it's so easy to get left behind yeah you don't need to be right on the fringe of everything yeah but you need to know where things are going right. to be you appreciate need to be aware of how aware it works, of it. you know and but what i tell my students i love my students go oh, i'm gonna make an album i'm gonna record myself i'm gonna get the equipment i'm like okay so you have spent you know 10, 15 years learning guitar. Mm -hmm. This other guy has learned that much time learning how to use that equipment. Yeah. He's going to make you sound like you think you sound. Yeah. You know, so don't invest in that equipment. Use the time to get better at your guitar. Then mm -hmm. hire somebody who will make you sound like you think you sound. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can subscribe to that. I yeah. mean, it goes against... My my thing is like to be able to understand all aspects and kind of do yeah. the part that gets you by, yeah. get you by, but obviously have your specialty. Like there's, uh, say, if somebody played classical guitar and flamenco, yeah. Yeah. they would have to choose where yeah. am I going to, where's my specialty going to be. That's my they, point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I I love anybody who plays guitar to record my guitar because they understand what mm -hmm. I'm doing. You know, uh, the analogy I use is like if I bought you a stove, it does not make you a chef. 
unless you want to be a chef exactly you know like you don't just buy the equipment and now yeah I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, you know, yeah because that's the misnomer that the kids have in their head right all i need to do is buy garage band and sure. i can record myself there know? is a there is a but we're at a point where garage band if if you I mean, worst records, worst sounding records mm -hmm. have been recorded over the past 50 years. Wild thing. Yeah. It sounds horrible. <laughs> I was just But it's a classic that. song. I was just saying that to my wife. It sounds like a piece of crap, but... Played by kids. Played by kids. Uh, there's a mistake in it. Yeah, there's certain yeah, things, yeah. but that's what makes that song brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, so if you take... The unfortunate part of it is that that part doesn't exist anymore because everybody wants perfection. They want the perfect. No, know, yeah. but it will it will turn around again where you start having low garagey yeah. kind of sounding rock bands yeah. becoming popular. Yeah, this is what I like about flamenco. You know, a lot of it is still recorded like those uh, records in the sixties and the seventies. And, and they, you can't, yeah, you can't really. They don't go for the, you know the singer is not smooth and you know and sure. all this stuff. It's it's rough, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and it's all. I call it live, you know, sure. although it's not live, but it's just putting four microphones in the room and everybody's playing off yeah. of each other. Yeah. There's no audience per se, but it's still live because there's that chemistry between uh, yeah. the people. You I've know. been recording some strings lately too, and it's the same thing. It's played right yeah. the first time. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have focused on learning they, their instrument they play and it practicing. Right. Yeah. Exactly, and it goes to your point to say that. Yeah. They didn't yeah. learn how to work a tape machine no they were too busy trying to play good yeah, violin yeah. You know. and they're more or less intimidated by that stuff yeah they're, they're just putting even yeah 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 are you still though at this say if you take say a podcast yeah i've seen people who don't know how to work stuff but they're good talkers yeah but they talk but they spend hundreds of hundreds of dollars more trying to make their podcast because then they have to hire an engineer they have to hire a guy to his website yeah. then they hire a guy to make this and this yeah, and that yeah. i'm a jack of all yeah, so i do yeah. it all kind of yeah you know yeah i but the fact is is that i can do it this way yeah. because i've spent several years yeah, in but this. you know the technology sure you've, you've worked in concert halls you've worked mm -hmm. with also as a musician and you were a musician yeah this is ideal this is you know but you don't think of yourself as a rock guitarist per se. No. You know. No. Uh, or a classical or flamenco. My, the people I get want to be classical guitarists or flamenco guitarists. And I'm like, you focus on this. Mm -hmm. There'll be other people who are, don't, you know, don't yeah. be buying this stuff. You know? Yeah. And I think life turns you into who you were going to be, you anyways, know, yeah. anyways, right? So if you're yeah. always going to be a banker, you're <laughs> probably going to be a banker, yeah. right? You know what I mean? There's yeah. sheep and there's there's leaders and followers in this world, right? Exactly. And, you yeah. know, but it, they think technology is going to break that, but it doesn't. No. There's still sheep and followers. And, but the problem is is that there's so much more yeah. to filter through. Yeah, Say, exactly. A lot. But you know, when I was in graphics, you know, or commercial art, mm -hmm. I was told, don't get into that field. It's so competitive. Mm -hmm. But what did I run into? You know, people who could use a ruling pen people would, but they were not creative they were missing the creativity even mm -hmm. this day you know a lot of people take graphic arts and they can do all sorts of stuff in photoshop and illustrator yeah. but they don't have the creativity companies mm -hmm. are looking for i'm like stay creative yeah and you will succeed you know there's always a cool thing when art is created it's always by accident yes. like when somebody makes something they spill something go well that looks cool and they yeah. make it into something it hasn't come into the digital age as much as i think it should be right because yeah. you have so much room for experimentation yeah. that say if you're in photoshop and you do something and all of a sudden you've made this thing yeah they've sort of handcuffed it enough for it to sort of, here's the filter I'm going to put on it. It's going to be a black and white. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So you can't physically get in there and get yeah. into the physical code to make things look. Yeah. But you still have neat. to be creative. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's, 
it's an appliance it's a tool it's a, like a, your computer is like a microwave oh, yeah. you know, it'll do whatever you want it to do mm-hmm. but it, it's it's not the beard on handle you have to still have the creativity and the artistic sense that's of, right of you know what to do with it this one guy came to me and he says i the guy with the winery that i mm-hmm. play he says can you come up with a great idea for this big wall you know and he's always telling people you know uh, wine is like you know god and pizza you know and all this, like come you know <laughs> i and like his vision and he's, he's got a, a pizza and he's italian you know <laughs> yeah. so so i went to my computer and i took you know the creation from the sistine chapel you yeah, know yeah and there's god he's pouring a bottle of this wine <laughs> <laughs> and adam's got a glass and a yeah. pizza yeah, yeah. i did it all in photoshop yeah, you know? yeah. he's like oh wow can we paint this i'm like i can yeah. have it blown up and put it on canvas yeah yeah i don't have to do it it's always good for something sure. fun like that Absolutely. i could have sat down and painted it and take be thousands and thousands of dollars yeah take me three months to do it you know yeah. but but that's kind of like I use that appliance to do that job for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. so. yeah. I, I just got into Photoshop over the past year or so, yeah. and I just got into sort of auto uh, computer assisted drawings. Mm-hmm. And um, what I did learn is that I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And that there are people who understand these things yeah. more. Yeah. You know. So for me, I sort of take the shortcuts and I sort of see how things are laid out and yeah. I try to make it mine. Yeah, it's about But I'm layers. not doing it right yeah. at all. I'm not doing any of it right. But that's the right attitude to have with anything that I know nothing. Like I've been playing flamenco for 40 years. I can put up exaggerate. I know nothing. There is so much more to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's a good aspect to look at. And right? that's how you get good. Yeah, yeah. You know, the students that I get that come and go, oh, really good. Yeah, I'm like, this guy's hopeless. <laughs> There's somebody, somebody around the corner too that sort of gives you that. So is somebody better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's always somebody worse. And that's a tough somebody... thing to explain to yeah. self-entitled Jimmy and Bobby at York University, that there's always someone that's better. That's one of the challenges, you know, yeah. like, yeah, you, you're great. Look, I know three bars of, you know, yeah. ACDC and four bars of this. The only way they know that they're not is by showing them. Yeah. No, you know what I do? I go, here. There's a gig for your second cup. They want you to play for an hour and a half. I don't, I don't have enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that job doesn't exist because you know they won't take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, um, there's so many people I admire who play guitar, you know, yeah. uh, that I, if I lived another three lifetimes, I would not get that good. And that is an amazing way to look at it yeah. because if you're always looking at your art as being, well, I could always be better. Yeah. Oh, you know, then if you try not to get to the line of saying I suck, <laughs> you <laughs> no, just keep that in a nice little. Always somebody worse than you. you sure, know? absolutely. You keep it on a fine line of like I'm pretty good. I get this, but I'm not super awesome I have because so much more to go. There's you know? more to go. Yeah, yeah right? you know, um, I never wanted to release an album. You know, when I I had played for twelve years, you know, I'm like. I was going, you should record. I'm like, here's Paco de Lucia. Have you heard her stuff? You know, why would anybody in the right mind buy something by somebody else, you know? And then people were releasing four Minko albums. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, actually, I can do better than this guy. <laughs> so, so I decided I was, my niche was going to be, I would be the bridge, <laughs> you know? Because people would buy the stuff yeah. to do their housework too, or put it as background while they have dinner. Yeah. But then they go to Paco and it's like, it's too hardcore. And, it's you know, too much going on. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would, you know. So I'm like, I'm going to be the bridge. At first, my first two albums, that's what I did. I decided to, you know, like, you're introducing soften it, yeah, you know, yeah, like, you know, like yeah. uh, not dilute it, soften it so that's more palatable, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I incorporate jazz and pop, you know, ideas yeah. into stuff, you know. Yeah. So it wasn't so hardcore, you know. Of course, later on, I just like the heck with it, you know. If they don't like it, they don't like it, you know. 
like my white album. <laughs> well, you have what you have a, the catalog that proves yeah. that here's your easy stuff and yeah, here's yeah. your hard stuff, and yeah. you can make an album that's if challenging you, for the listener. Yeah, if you start listening from my first album and work all the way to the end, you know, my first one was 1993. Mm -hmm. You know, if you work all the way to the end, you know, it's almost like a course. It, it's be palatable for you. Sure. Like, you know, learn, learn to smoke a cigar. Or yeah, yeah. Drinking, you know, yeah. whiskey or wine. You know, you have to train yourself. Yeah. yeah. I went and saw John Williams once. Oh, great. Plays classical yeah. guitar, yeah. right? And uh, it was some of the horriblest, like, challenging, like, hard to listen to. Was it terrible? It was just like, what is this? What is going on? I couldn't understand it. Well, he played avant-garde. He was playing all weird, like a Chinese composer, and he was playing other people's stuff. Oh, and it was too bad. It was at Roy Thompson Hall. I remember all the rock stars being there because it was like all the people, like from all the rock bands, yeah, yeah. were there to see him play. And I couldn't, I couldn't get through it. It was yeah. unfortunate because I bet if I saw it with today's eyes, maybe it'd be a little. I was only like fourteen, fifteen. You know? Oh, so yeah. I wasn't. See, like John Williams, when I wasn't the classical guitar, was my hero. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he's actually known in the record industry that he does one take. And yeah. It's perfect. The engineers were like, it's good. Yeah. Do you need to do another one? Elvis Costello's the same way. Really? He's a uh, one take, one yeah. take. And he drinks wine all day. He, John, <laughs> John Williams did an album with John Bankworth and Cleo Lane, you know, great mm -hmm. jazz singer. And, you know, and uh, he came and he, he they played um, Deer Hunter, you know, that song. Okay. So yeah. beautiful. And he, he made one little tiny mistake, tiny, you know. So they said, do you want to do another take? And he wants to do another take. So they did another take. But then they knew that legendary, he never makes mistake. Yeah, yeah. So the engineer took that mistake and looped it. <laughs> <laughs> and gave him an LP. Oh, just, that's awesome. <laughs> I know, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So John Williams was pretty Perfect, you know. Mm -hmm. He had a band called Sky. I don't know if you've heard that band. Ah, uh, no, I don't S -K -Y -E. think so. S-K-Y-E. Okay. Yeah. And they were a rock band. He played yeah. rock music, yeah. you know. Yeah. At the same time, he's juggling his classical. Yeah. So I always liked Sky. He did, did all the concerts in, in churches in Wales and places like that. Oh, wow, yeah. Very yeah. cool band, yeah. you know. Uh, but then, you know, when I discovered Paco Lucia, there was just no looking back. Really? Nobody could teach me his stuff, you know. Yeah. They were saying, well, it's two, it's three guitars, you know. You So he came to Bathurst Street Theater. Yeah. $5, you know. And I'm like, I got to go see him live. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I got front row seat, you know. And he played everything I had been listening to. Just him. I'm like, how many fingers does he have? Where is, how is this happening? Yeah, how is this happening? <laughs> you know, wow. I mean, it was incredible, you know, and I shook his hand after, you know, and I'm like, I really want to be this guy. <laughs> yeah, the wizard. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, he made 164 albums, okay. Wow. Yeah, it's like, how can you even catch That's up? That's like one every, th one every three months. <laughs> <laughs> how do you catch up to a guy like I know. <laughs> and they're original compositions for wow. the most part, uh, unless it's the improvised stuff with John McLaughlin. Okay. Like, yeah. Alvin you know. And so a few years back, when he invited me to open for him, I was like really flattered, you know. And I'm like, yeah. what? This is going on tour six countries, you know, in six days, you know. Um, what are you going to play? Like, I'm talking to the manager, not yeah, him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what's Park going to play? <laughs> yeah. He goes, well, he's going to play everything from his last CD. It's called okay. Cidas Buenas. I say, you know what? My, the best album ever he put out was his first one. 1973 yeah it's an album that changed my life i'm gonna play everything from that album. oh like amazing pieces really yeah 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 Yeah. so uh, i practice like a maniac and that's what i played on on this six day tour you know mm -hmm. um at the end of it um you know i i was supposed to sell albums i was not allowed you know record label stuff you know sure i, I wasn't treated well 
Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great experience. I could not release any videos or pictures of me. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. But two weeks after that, the manager gets a hold of me and says, oh, Paco wants to know if you're going to be in Spain. I'm like, yeah, it was going to be August. I'm in Spain every August. So I go, I'm invited to his concert. He did another solo concert, an hour and a half, him playing solos outdoors. And I was invited to go backstage. And I'm like, you know, thanks for inviting me. I love this thing. And he goes, uh, sorry about how the tour went, you know. I'm <laughs> not feeling well. Um, take my guitar. He had just done his concert. He gave me his guitar. And that's it? Yeah. And the one we just heard? Yeah. yeah. And he autographed it. Oh, my it's gosh. The one, and I go on YouTube, and it's like most of the concerts are with this one. It, that Amazing. One. It was his favorite. He just gave it to me, you know. It just still had a sweat. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah, it's like so, getting some famous hockey player's stick or something. Like it's, maybe, but but yeah. more. You know, like the model itself is made by the Conde brothers, and they they start at ten thousand dollars. That's mm-hmm. a brand new one. I recently contacted him because he passed away last year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, Paco autographed his guitar, this Conde, that he he recorded concert on US and all this concert with, and did a tour with John McLaughlin. What do we just say is the value? So they came back with forty three thousand euros. Oh my God, euros. And I'm afraid to take it anywhere, but I yeah. still do. Yeah. You know, because he's well, like, it's made to play. When he gave it to me, he's like, Are you playing it? How is it? I'm like, I'm saving it. No, yeah. no, no. It's gotta, you got to play it. You got to play it. I'll give you another one. Don't, of course. I didn't get a chance to get another one. <laughs> but I play it. This wow. is different. You should try it out. Well, they are made to play. Yeah, right? but it's you know, different. If you try it, yeah. you'll see that it's not like any other guitar. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Well, man, I. I um. I really appreciate you coming on the show, and oh. we've had, you know, we've been having a great conversation. Yeah, we and could talk for weeks, I think. I know, I think we could all day, all night, and yeah. uh, I appreciate you coming in, uh, letting me come into your studio, which yeah. is a floating floor, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very cool, yeah. I, li- I like your setup here. Yeah. I've seen it on YouTube, I think I've seen videos of you playing in here, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, we have classes here, my yeah. wife and my daughter teach, you know, and then we have what's called peñas, which are flamenco parties where... It gives an opportunity to students to play and perform mm-hmm. for an audience. We put out chairs and yeah. we serve, you know, pie. And you have a and website, right? You should probably pitch yeah, the website. Yeah. What's the website? Uh, my website is rogerskinura.ca. Okay. And my wife's website is ritmoflamenco.net. Mm-hmm. Um, but my last name, nobody else has my last name because it's a fake last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Skinura. It's yeah. S-C-A-N-U-R-A. If you Google that, all my stuff just comes out. I don't know how to the end of the recording there, but I actually did a sign off and then, and then he said, oh, thanks. So it was like this. Hey, thanks, Roger, for doing the show. And he was like, hey, no problem. It was awesome. It was probably one of the best interviews I ever did, but we didn't record it. Figures, eh? Thanks for doing that, Roger. Good times, good times, good times. Everybody, don't forget about FetchClass.com. Go to FetchClass.com for more information. InsightRecorders.com. Also, go to InsightRecorders.com for more information. Go to Apolog.ca and check out Banggood.com, the banner there on the right side, the Musician's Friend banner, and the Amazon banners. Click on those banners and bookmark them all. Shop and have a good time, especially the Banggood. It sounds really dirty, but it's really, really cool. I'm glad I found it. I'm glad the nerd community banded together and helped me out on that one. Apolog.ca slash shop. Uh, don't forget to purchase my discography for 20 bucks. It's 50 odd songs. Pre-order the album, the acoustic album that I'm presently put on a little bit of a hold, but it's it's almost done. It's about three quarters done. 
Also, buy a shirt. I got shirts for sale, everybody. And same thing. So I said at the start, if you want, you want, and you're in this area, I'll drop it off at your house. Also, even if you're anywhere in Ontario and I happen to have to go there, I'll drive there and drop it off. It's pre- pretty vague, but it'll work, right? Please pledge the show, patreon.com slash apologue. Help the show out that way. Thanks for the two hobbits for helping the show out. Michael Pitts, who isn't a hobbit, he's a monster of a man, but he, he has a hobbit's name. Curtis Pippin from Saskatchewan, too. Thank you, Curtis Pippin and Michael Pitts. I'll see you in the Shire. Facebook.com slash Pod to like the show and also check out any news that's happening. Twitter, doc, Twitter is at uh, SimonHead666. Go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, help the show out, whatever. Give it some stars and all that stuff. And I'm trying to see who is coming up next week. And I will tell you. Dun, 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 dun. Jim Bryson, everybody. Jim Bryson's going to be on the show. We had a nice long conversation. Jim is an interesting dude. He's really cool. And I'm really excited about that. And, and coming up past that, oh, you wait and see. It's going to be awesome. I got two or th- I got three really cool dudes coming on the show. Not at the same time, but between now and a month from now, you're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe he was on the show. Oh my God. Oh my God, I'm telling all my friends. Okay, everybody. Thanks. We'll see you again next week. Thank you very much for listening to this show. Uh, here comes a code word. Poopy! Text poopy to a uh, thing, and then I'll know that you listened to the, all of this drivel. Thanks so much. 85 minutes, eh? Gosh, I am a windbag. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.